I'm going to go a little bit step further in something called the infinite possibilities, which is all about anything in the Word of God is what starts developing that spirit of infinite possibilities. So if we're ready to go beyond, say, I want to go beyond where we've been. In other words, it's always about going beyond where we've been. You know, I've never had a problem moving from one house to another or from one apartment to another. I always like new things. I enjoy change. I enjoy seeing different things. I enjoy exploring the infinite possibilities. So what I'm trying to endeavor to do in all this that I'm teaching you is to show you step by step how we can walk in God's infinite possibilities. And this is all about seeing what others cannot see because they've not allowed it. Hearing what others cannot hear because they've not allowed it. And going where others cannot or will not go because they will not allow it. How many people know if you're going to be successful, you have to allow it? You say, no, Bishop, I want you to allow it. No, 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 it don't work that way. If you're going to be successful, you've got to be a part of it. You can't blame anybody else but yourself. If we're going to walk in what we call infinite possibilities. So we want to go where angels tread. Going beyond. Into the spirit. And to get to that place is the fuel of faith. If you do not have the fuel of faith, you will never walk into infinite possibilities. The fuel of faith. Everybody say the fuel of faith. Doesn't matter how powerful your car is or your truck. You may think it's the strongest truck in the world or the strongest, motor, fastest motorcycle in the world. But if it don't have fuel, you've got a boat anchor. And not even a good one at that. It takes fuel. Everybody say it takes fuel. And it's no different with you, Tom. You have to have the fuel of the Spirit in order to go forward in this life. Then you have to have it. That's what fuels this engine that we have <coughs> created by God. So we have to have the fuel of faith. Infinite possibilities are shaped and fueled by faith. All shaped and fueled by faith. <coughs> so we need a faith, though, that's not changing. If you're going to walk in these areas and these realms, you can't be changed on a whim. You just change your thoughts. One day you believe this way. The next day you believe this way. Next week it's another way. No, you've got to be firm. Have a firm foundation in your faith. That means it's not, it's not varying. It's uniform. Say uniform. It's a faith that is steadfast. That means you're not going to move it. That means Randy can't come and talk me out of my faith. If Randy can talk me out of my faith, I never had a faith. If you, Cheryl, can take Jesus, the happiness of Jesus, out of my life, then I never had Jesus in my life. Are y'all catching this now? If Christian can strip my joy, then I never had real joy. And I'm telling you now, you say, well, I got married and she took all my joy, or he took all my joy, then you never really had joy, because joy transcends, goes beyond relationship. When I say that, I mean at the physical realm, physical plane. You have a relationship with the one that you know, Jesus Christ, and you never let go of that hand. What the girl was singing about, Cece was singing about, the impossible. My God, what a statement. If that music don't get into your spirit, something's wrong. It got into me. First time I heard that, I said, man. If God said it, I believe it, it's going to happen just that way. But I have to have this thing I call, it's a real 
a, a belief system or a belief structure. It is a faith that will never, ever be altered by somebody else, <clears throat> by circumstance or situation. It'll never change. And I said this last week, I believe in closing, that some, their faith is only as good as the circumstance. If the circumstance lends itself to having faith, you'll have it. But if it's a circumstance that's way beyond your comprehension, you just give up your faith. You can't do that. Tom, my faith is steadfast. Yes, sometimes we get weak in the knees. How many people have ever been weak in the knees? I have. But that doesn't mean I'm failing. It just means I've got a little bit of a tremor there that I'm having to deal with. Faith is what puts the strength back into your shaking legs. Because I constantly say, I know what the devil has a plan to do. I know that. His, his, you know, his plans are not secretive. But God's plan supersedes his plan. Goes beyond him. As a matter of fact, he already sees what you're going to face tomorrow. Because God has already stepped into your tomorrow. I want infinite possibilities. How about you? I don't want to be limited to anything. Somebody said your age is going to limit you. No, age doesn't limit you. Your thoughts do. You may have to manicure and change the certain things as you get older, but that doesn't mean you're not viable. I guarantee you there's some people sitting here today that's gotten older, but they're accomplishing more now in their old age than they did when they were young. But I want a church that when we walk in here, we say, they say, here's a, here's a problem. I say, that's no problem. We've got a solver. It's no problem. We've got someone that can solve that. His name is Jesus. And his whole thing is about infinite possibilities. You can't stop him. You can't stop him. I need that real faith. Something that will not change. My circumstances do not change my faith. My faith is like my heart. Let me just say it the way. My faith is like my heart. I can't do without my heart. And that's just like, I can't do without this thing beating in my chest. I can't do without the beat of the faith that God has given me. I have to hear it, Tom, when I go to bed. I have to feel it when I get up in the morning. So when people write me, I know Collis wrote me here recently, and, and I love that. People let me know what they're going through, and I can pray. And it don't take a long prayer. Why is that, Why is that Bishop? It don't take a long prayer. If you have faith, it don't take a long time. Matter of fact, you can walk out and say, it is done. The Son of God, he stands at a grave and just says, Lazarus, come forth. Now, if that had been a normal preacher of today, he'd preach two hours and still say nothing and still not get him out of the grave. Did I just tell the truth or not? But Jesus, see, he just walks up there and says, this thing's dead is going to come back to life. How many of you have something dead that needs to come back to life? And that's all about infinite possibilities. It may be dead today, but it can be living tomorrow. So, my faith is like my heart. Say that back to me. My faith is like my heart. And get, get this. It's good in any situation. It will literally take me into the realm of infinite possibilities. The Bible says in Romans 10, chapter verse 13, in the King James Version, Romans 10, 13. Can I just stop and tell you I love you guys? I really do love you. Y'all really have shown, y'all, you really live what I consider the life of Christ, many of you. You love people. You're not judgmental. I'm through with judgmental people. How about you? 
But Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord might be saved, shall be saved. He says in verse 14, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's the value of a preacher. And how shall they preach except they be sent? They have to be sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. The gospel of what? What did I preach on the first service? You have to have the power of peace. And this is the gospel of peace. You have to preach the gospel of peace and, and bring glad tidings of good things. If I'm not bringing good things, Cheryl, something's wrong. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Esaias says, Lord, who hath believed thy report? Then he says in verse 17, that verse is so important. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And let me tell you about the word of God. The word of God is living. It's always moving, Damon. It's always progressive. What do you mean by that, Bishop? I could take the same sermon and preach it every week, and God would give a new... a new revelation of what I'm saying, and I'll promise you it'll reach you differently every week. Why? Because the Word of God is not dead. It's not like watching a movie and you say, well, I've seen that before. Because the Word of God ignites something in you. Always has, always will. So then faith comes by what? So we receive faith by hearing the Word of God. Those That infinite impossibilities comes because of the word of God. And we have to receive faith not in our head but in our spirit. We have to get it deep in our hearts. It has to become a part of us. Because how can you believe in something you don't know about? So we must hear the word of God. And we must allow that which we've heard to take root within us. Just like you're having a baby, the seed impregnates the egg And then the egg starts to grow. The word of God impregnates us and the word starts to form in us. What is formed in us? It's Christ in us. The hope of glory. I want Christ in me. Am I always like Jesus? No. I want to be. But sometimes I get mad like I did this week at the devil. I said this in the first service. I got mad and I said some things I shouldn't have said. I mean, I got angry at the devil. I'll just be honest with you, I did. It just exploded in me. I got so mad. Now, would Jesus have done that? Probably, because he would probably gotten upset too. But what happens is we get so angry at the enemy dealing with our possibilities. I don't want the devil dealing with my possibilities. Because God has already placed possibilities in my life. And he says I can have them. How many of you got some possibilities you believe God's going to bring into your life? Okay, let's get it done. So we must allow the Word of God to impregnate our heart in such a way that it will bring forth something great. We allow the Word of God to grow in us, grow within us. Then once that faith grows within us, we can take that faith that's in our spirit and send them forth. We can send words forth filled with substance. Words. When we speak, because we're filled with faith, it sends words out with substance. If I say you're fired and I'm not your boss, what does that mean? Thank you. This is a simple illustration. Randy, you're fired. Don't mean anything. 
But if you work for me, and I'm giving you a paycheck, and I come in and I say, Christian, you're fired, those words have substance. That's the difference. When I, and I've never used that illustration before. But you understand when you get filled with faith, it, your words then are filled with things that have authority, that has ability. It doesn't matter uh, what you say at that point as long as it's, it's filled with faith. I'm trying to stay on target because I just know you, our potential is, is phenomenal. You say, well, I don't see it. Faith short term is real, real easy. But faith in the long run can get difficult. You're praying for a job and God said, God is saying, I'm going to get you a job. Well, the first week is pretty easy. Second week, a little tougher. Third week, but make no mistake of it, God hadn't forgotten you. I mean, ask Valerie. Valerie will tell you there's some things in her life that God brought at the nick of time. I mean, just at the nick of time. You say, well, boy, I'm glad God wasn't late. He's always on time. You can't make God late. So you take your word filled with faith, and now it has, it has meaning, authority, substance. Is that helping anybody? That's why somebody, one person can say you're healed and nothing happens. Another person can say you're healed and it happens. It's all about that substance. So we need this thing called transforming power. That's the only way we can have the possibilities. It has to be transformed. How many people know that, that power used in this building goes through a transformer? We have to have a transformer in our life, which is the power of the Holy Spirit, to change us. Transforming power. And it may take some time to develop it. It may not come overnight. And yes, it is a process. Everybody say, yes, it is a process. It is a process. But when you wait upon the Lord... The Bible says he will renew your strength. But when you wait upon the Lord, he will give you the word. I just need a word. When I have that word, as the song was saying, when I have that word, mountains will move. Seas will part. Death will flee. When he gives us a word, and that word gets into our heart, and it gets rooted in our heart, where if God says you have it, Floyd, he says you're healed, that faith gets in you and grows in such a way that there's no alternative, you're going to be healed. Am I right? There is no alternative. Sister there, Debbie, she couldn't even walk when she first came to this church. God got her out of the wheelchair. Why? Because, and I'm sure she's had some setbacks. But the thing is, Setbacks are nothing but setups for your greatness. It's just the truth. But I want the faith to get rooted in my heart because until something gets rooted, you're not going to produce fruit. And when it gets rooted, a spiritual force will come forth. I don't know about you, but I want that spirit force to come forth. It's well, but Bishop, I'm, I'm, I work in construction. So what? Jesus was a carpenter too. I've done it all. I've been a carpenter, I've been in construction. I've been in design programs. I've been, I can name all the things I've done in my life, and every one of them Jesus helped me in. Every one of them. I got head over heels one time and in debt with some things on a business I was doing. And I said, God, what in the world are we going to do? I didn't take it. I said, God, I'm, I'm at my wit's end. He worked it out for me. People, some of my friends are coming to me and saying, boy, we're so sorry, Alan. We're so sorry. And I said, I don't feel sorry for me. I got myself into it. And God's going to get me out of it. <clears throat> Why? Because there's a transforming power. 
a spiritual force. And when we do this, we take the words of God and plant it within our hearts and it starts to grow and we start having that transforming power. We literally then, Floyd, quit using my faith. We quit using your faith. We quit using Denise's faith. We quit using Damon's faith. And we start using the faith of God. Well, what's the faith of God? Let there be light. Boom. Let the sea divide. Boom. I think I'll create a man. That's the faith of God. What kind of, what, what, what kind of faith does God really have? Well, the sky's purple. No, it's not. God said it's purple. Guess what? It turns purple. But I died. I'm dead. He said, even though you are dead, even though you are dead, this is scripture, even though you are dead, shall you live. God in heaven. Transforming power. The more you know, the more you're going to grow. Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. The more you know, the more you're going to grow. The more you grow, the word's going to be filled with transforming power. That's why I do hope at home. That's why I did what I did in the communion this service today. Why I'm talking about infinite possibilities. Because I want you to come to me and say, you're not going to believe this, Bishop. But this happened for me. And I'm going to say, wait a minute. Did I pray for it? Then I believe it. How many of you have some impossibilities that's been facing you lately? Well, know this. Whenever there's an impossibility, all you have to do is take the M off of it. Did you hear that, Tom? Think about what I just said. This is a word I have not thought about this. He said, take the I'm off of it. Are y'all catching that? You get that, Jimmy Grove? Take the I'm off of it and God will do it. But we get I'm involved. But I am has to be. My God, that's powerful. When you understand impossibilities, it's not impossible when you take the I'm out of it. Because as long as you try to work it out, it's not going to work. Not unless it's spirit-led and God's leading you. How many of you have tried it on your own and it didn't work? Let's be honest. Come on. You can raise your hand. Christian raised both his hands. If If I can't do it and you can't do it, who can the creator of all things that brought you to this day. I'm going to trust him. Someone said, well, aren't you nervous, Bishop, about some of the changes you've made? It seems like you boxed yourself into an impossibility. Last week, the announcements I made, that boxed me into an impossibility. You don't box me in. You can't box me in. About the time you think you got me boxed in, I'm going to go in another direction. Because why? It's not me. It's God in me. I take the I'm out of it. Someone said, I wouldn't have done that. Well, I'm ain't the one in charge. You're going to get that in a minute. Well, I don't like the lights. Well, I ain't involved. But when you take the I'm and you start adding I'ms in it, that's when you get in trouble. That's just what the Lord just told me. That wasn't in my outline. You got to get the I'm out of it. So we literally use the faith of God because we get the I'm out of it and let God do it. For by faith, we have the ability to overcome and not to be overcome, to go over and not under. As children of God, we're not out trying to get something from God he doesn't want us to have. He said, I give you all things. He's not sitting up in heaven making a determination of what you can have and what you cannot have. He's already said you can have all things. 
it's not that we're trying to get anything from God. We're just trying to walk in that which he's already given us. He's already given me healing. You see, the infinite possibilities I speak about is the infinite possibilities of healing, of preservation, of deliverance, of prosperity, and salvation. That's all a part of the gospel. His promises, this is going to be foreign to some of you, but his promises are really ours. His promises are ours. Can his, let's make it personal. His promises are mine. Say it, I can't hear you. They're mine. It belongs to you and me. But you see, it's that thing that we have to deal with that it is an absolute law that I've been teaching you for many weeks. It's called faith. There's a law that we find in Romans 3.27. won't read it right now, but it's there. He's talking about the law of faith. But we must define it. We have to uncover it in such a way to where we start living in the uh, immutable fact that it never changes. That we can get access to God's power. We have access to God's power. Why? Because he's already given it to us. It's not in the laws of works. It's in the laws of faith. Faith is like a flashlight. My wife has a flashlight she loves to use. I don't know why. It'll blind you. She's crazy with that flashlight. But you take faith into a totally dark room, that flashlight being a part of what I would call faith. When you walk in and cannot see anything in the room, you can take that flashlight and you can turn it on and you start to discover those things that you have never seen nor discovered before. You can see your way in and around things that you didn't even know was there. Let me say it this way. Your room can be filled with infinite possibilities. Now catch this. Your room can be filled with infinite possibilities, but unless you can see them, you're not going to take hold of them. One day I ran into a funeral home. I was, my daddy was conducting a funeral, and I was young then. And I had to go to the bathroom. And I said, hey, man, where's the bathroom? And the guy said, that way. And I didn't know. I just took off. Service was starting, and I need to go to the restroom. Everybody was crying and nervous. You know how that was back in the old days, back in the early 1900s. And I went running off and ran into a room, and the door shut behind me. It was pitch black. I said, oops. And then all of a sudden, from the pitch black, it was on one of those timers where the door was open and closed, and it came on, and I was standing in the midst of about 50 caskets. I said, oh, Jesus. The point is, when it was dark, I couldn't see all those things. But when the light came on, I want to stop at that point because we have gotten into a place where we think we know, yet we're, 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 we're actually in the blind. We're blindfolded. We can't see. There's been times in my life I've asked the Lord to bring clarity. I need clarity, Lord. It's not that I didn't believe in the Lord, didn't I, but I needed clarity because I wanted to make sure that I made the right step. Maybe I was stepping in the wrong direction because I had a movement going. God could change me. If I'm planted and seated and will not move, then it doesn't matter what he says. I'm not going anywhere. But if I'm moving already, I've got a lot of illustrations about this. I won't do it now. But you understand, if you're in motion, it's easier to move you if you're in motion than you sitting down. So God wants you to be in motion. When you came to church today, it put you in motion. You came and sat in this seat, it put you in motion. 
What have I done with the changes that's incurred upon us and I have in the last couple of years? You think I wanted to do all those changes? No, God wanted me to do them. Why? Because he wanted to strip Alan down and prune me down to where I could produce some, some new fruit, some strong fruit. How many people know if you're a horticulturist, you understand that you've got to prune some things to get some good fruit. So that's just fact. And I think there's some of us sitting here today that wouldn't mind if a pruning hook got on some of us. There's some things we need to trim off and trim up. Amen. As the music plays, would you stand with me? If you believe that at the start of this thing of infinite possibilities, if you believe that those things can come to light in your life, even though you're having a little trouble, even the disciples said, Lord, help with my unbelief. Sometimes we need help with our unbelief. We need, to, we need the Lord to strengthen us. Amen? How many of you here today will come and stand with me saying, look, we may have some impossibilities, but we're going to take the eye off of it, and we're going to get to the possibilities that we're going to turn some things around. As the music plays, I want you to come stand with me. We're going to pray together, and we're going to believe for a change. So when I pray this prayer, the music can continue to play. I just want you to know that God is more than able, and that he's going to take care of you. You believe it? Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity. Lord, as you fill this house today, because I could not do it. Only you can do this, Lord. And Lord, for every person that walked down that aisle, every man, woman, boy, and girl, Lord, I'm expecting miracles. I'm expecting, God, that, they're, that they walk into this infinite possibilities, that they see who they are, that they garner that transforming power that I speak of. So, Lord, bless everyone here. Strengthen everyone here. Let everyone, oh God, let your face shine upon them. Let them realize that their greatest days are ahead of them and not behind them. And, Lord, if we've sinned, forgive us, oh God, of our many sins. Because through your cross we've been cleansed. We thank you, Lord Jesus, and we honor you. So, Father, we give ourselves to you today completely. Thank you, Lord. Can you just say with me, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. Thank you, Lord.